Hello friends. Today's podcast is dedicated on one of the very fundamental questions about aging and that is very simple. How and why do we age? So what happens in our body when we age? What are the molecular and cellular mechanisms that regulate aging and can we delay aging by targeting these processes? These are some of the fundamental questions that the scientific community is trying to answer. We are all aware of the external features that appear at old age such as wrinkles and gray hair but why do we age and what exactly happens inside our body when we age is much less understood How do we age let us discuss the hallmarks of aging There is much discussion among researchers about the mechanisms that contribute to the aging processes However, it is widely accepted that damage to genetic material, cells and tissues that accumulate with age and cannot be repaired by the body are casual factors for the functional decline associated with old age. But what causes this damage on the molecular level and why it can be repaired while you are young and why it cannot be repaired in the older organisms? This is much less clear. And scientists are trying to understand this. to better characterize the aging process scientists even have started to identify and characterize the cellular and molecular hallmarks of aging and to broadly explain you you know currently scientific community have categorized this hallmarks of aging into nine subcategories and these nine candidate hallmarks are generally considered to contribute to the aging process and together determine the observable uh, characteristic of aging A corresponding process is considered a hallmark of aging only if its deterioration causes premature aging while its improvement ameliorates health during aging and extends lifespan. So what are these nine broad categories of aging? So let us go one by one. So the first one is telomere attrition and this is something that I have personally worked on, you know. So we all know that you know each time a particular cell divides the dna have to go uh, replication process however there is a challenge each times the dna replicates it gets the telomere of the chromosome gets shorter and shorter due to a fundamental problem called the end replication problem and that is you know while the dna can replicate completely because of uh, because of the limitations of the primers and the you know uh, those who have read our dna replication process they will understand it better but for general layman i can tell you that each time the dna tries to replicate it cannot replicate itself completely but then there's a small part of the dna at the telomere ends which cannot be replicated and that is why it gets shorter and shorter and shorter and consider this telomere like the tail ends in your shoelace you know that the plastic covering which actually protects this you know so after a certain pe- period of time it gets so short that the it sells it sends a signal to the cell not to divide further and this particular process you know is also a limited limiting factor in aging so that that, that is the why i've kept it at first point it's called telomere attrition the second thing is genomic instability 
so the dna damage and repair process is going constantly within the cells right and um, while the dna damage uh, is going there's also extensive repair pathways going on and scientists have studied that you know the dna repair pathway is much efficient at the young age however you know the the damage gets on accumulating and accumulating and accumulating um and while you are old you have a, of course much more dna damage occurring in the cells right so when the cell detects that you know there's enough damage and cells cannot further repair this accumulated damage the cell sends a signal of apoptosis like apoptosis is called programmed cell death so the cell will either die or it will arrest the cell cell you know into senescence so these are like deeper biological uh terms but to understand you know is that you know the cell doesn't want to replicate a damaged cells because if it replicates you know by some error then it leads to cancer that is why you see that you know chances of you getting cancer at older age is much more compared to when you are young so genomic instability is the second hallmark the third is epigenetic alterations you know so epigenetic means anything which is apart from the genetics you know which is above genetics so epigenetic alterations for example methylation and stuff like that you know are also very relevant uh, uh, contribute uh, contribute contributors to to aging and there's a concept of nature versus nurture so epigenetics is more based on you know the environmental factors uh, rather than the blueprint of the cell so you know for those who are interested you can just go and dive deeper but this is a very uh, i will try to keep it very generalized uh, the second thing uh, the the fourth factor the fourth important factor is loss of prote proteostasis so you know there is a balance of proteins within the cells uh like in your body you have homeostasis similarly there is a balance of protein within the cells and that's called proteostasis so when the when the cells synthesize protein the protein does it function and the protein also has to get degraded right so there is a process in the cells that is called ubiquitination which leads to say proteolysis right so this kind of balance say making up of protein and degradation of protein there is a balance in that and with age this balance actually is disturbed so there is a imbalance between protein manufacturing and protein degradation and this is one of the hallmarks also of uh, aging then the fifth factor is deregulated nutrient sensing so this is a very important one in you know, for those who want to understand deregulated nutrient sensing i would kind of ask you to kind of really go deeper into this but as a layman i can understand you that there's uh, a mechanism which goes wrong and that's called deregulated nutrient sensing the other broader category is mitochondrial dysfunction so your mitochondria gets dysfunctional after a certain uh, time and that can be characterized uh, also as one of the major factors and hallmarks of aging seventh is something that i've personally worked on that is called cellular senescence so cellular senescence is a permanent cell cycle arrest of the cells this can happen due to so many factors you know either it can 
happen due to external factors such as DNA damage or also internal factors such as replicative uh, exhaustion and thereby arrest of the cells. So I've actually wrote a paper on this uh, called uh, Cellular Senescence in COPD. You can Google, Google that paper with my name and you will find a kind of a nice review on cellular senescence. And then there's um, the eighth category which is called stem cell exhaustion. Now stem cell exhaustion is very important because you know in our body you have normal cells and then you have something called stem cells. Stem cells are those cells which are capable of totipotency or multipotency. After a certain division of stem cells it's also the stem cells which undergoes exhaustion and they cannot further divide or even if they divide they will not divide exactly into the same uh, stem cell because there is a exhaustion and there is an accumulation of DNA damage and this process is called stem cell exhaustion and this can also lead to you know aging and this also explains why in younger individuals when you do not have say stem cell exhaustion you know the repair pathway is so efficient you know so any wound healing process for example is so much fast in younger individuals but in older individuals that wound healing process is slow and you know stem cell exhaustion is one of the main uh, reason for that uh, and the ninth ninth one is uh, currently being really studied properly but much less information is available that's called altered intercellular communication that is you know in older cells the communication you know within the cells is also altered because um, because of so many unknown factors and scientists are currently trying to understand this intracellular communication what happens in older cells you know what happens in cells uh, when when aging hits are the are the communication pathways within the cells you know like the protein sorting pathway for example the protein goes to the golgi body to the you know you you've studied that uh entire um protein uh, uh sorting pathways in uh, within the cells and you will see that the entire intercellular communication goes a bit kaput uh when it comes to older cells and these nine characteristics of aging you know actually actually also showcases how complex the aging process is at the molecular level and how it can be influenced in many different ways. So although the knowledge of aging research is constantly evolving, the nine hallmarks of aging provides, provides an excellent basis of our knowledge uh, of the fundamental biology of aging. The nine hallmarks of aging not only provides a good overview of the mechanisms that answer the question of how do we age, but why do we age at all if there are processes in our cells that can extend our lifespan why organisms have not developed that mechanisms so to understand this let us uh, discuss this lifespan varies greatly between animals ranging from only a few hours in mayflies or up to 500 years in iceland calves some more primitive animals like the sea animals and the freshwater polyhydra do not seem to age at all. While the longest living vertebrate species is the Greenland shark that can live up to 400 years and only reaches sexual maturity at the age of 150 years. So imagine, imagine that. However, aging is not the only strategy developed during evolution as some animals like the giant Pacific octopus 
male ants or males of small marsupial like Antechinus agilis die immediately after reproduction. You know, so there are many organisms which are just born for reproduction. They reproduce and they die immediately. Thus, although most organisms age, the question why do we age and what determines the difference in longevity between species are much less understood. So from an evolutionary perspective, if you see, aging is a paradox. Aging makes us less healthy and why would such a deleterious process evolve? The answer is aging evolves not because it is useful but as a side effect of something else. This conclusion is derived from two popular aging theories proposed by evolutionary biologists Peter Medevar and George Williams already in the 1950s and 60s. So the mutation accumulation theory by Peter Medevar states that the force of natural selection stays high until first reproduction. Afterwards, it declines with age. Therefore, deleterious mutations whose effects only occur late in life can accumulate because they are not selected against. This consideration is also termed the selection shadow. This means that the most important goal of an organism is its reproduction. And until that point, natural selection ensures the maintenance of the cellular processes essential for survival. After reproduction, there is no evolutionary pressure to ensure the continued survival of the organisms. Cellular processes decline, the organisms age, and ultimately dies because the reproduction is basically done. The antagonistic pleiotropy theory by George Williams states that natural selection can favor gene variants with beneficial effects early in life, even if the same variants have detrimental effects later on. So as the harmful, effect, harmful effects of these genes only occur in old age, after the reproductive phase, they have little evolutionary impact. Nature cannot directly select against a gene or its mutation that causes the death of an individual in old age if its harmful effects do not occur before the end of the reproductive phase. Another conclusion derived from this theory is that intrinsic state of uh, in, intrinsic rate of aging of an organism is expected to evolve in accordance with the level of extrinsic hazard encountered. This means the more likely an animal is to die due to predation or lack of food, the shorter lived it usually is. Animals that develop strategies to avoid hazards are usually longer lived. For example, birds and bats which can escape hazardous situation by flying are often long lived. Other strategies include social organizations or protection via poison or armor, you know, like in, for example, in snakes, uh, in tortoise, you have this protected armor, you know, social. So we as humans also have developed these social organizations and stuff like that. So, you know, we can live a little bit longer. So in summary, you know, aging only evolves as a side effect and therefore is not a programmed process like development. No genes evolve to cause damage and death. So this may also explain why it is such a variable process within and between different individuals. So with that, I think I would kind of like to end my podcast. If you have questions, you can always ask me directly, but hope it was useful. Thank you.